Hi there. Welcome to Finding Space with Alex Tyson, the show that celebrates the everyday legends who put in the hard work to become who they want to be and live the life they want to live. For people who understand that when we practice compassion and find wisdom within ourselves, we find success and happiness. Join me in hearing amazing stories from everyday individuals who have found incredible personal and professional growth through varied and, at times, wild methods of self-improvement and self-responsibility. And through their unique perspectives and work, have gone on to better the lives of those around them. From nurturing health to growing your wealth or enjoying the present to crafting your future, no aspect of life is off topic. And hey guys, just a quick note that we recorded this podcast before we rebranded our company from iHealth Saunas to Found Space. So if you hear any references of iHealth Saunas, that's why. Today, I'm sweating it out with Dr. Ben Carvoso. Ben Carvoso is the CEO of The On Button, a company providing bespoke healthcare and high-performance health and life coaching. He's the author of the Amazon bestseller, Life CEO, where he helps people take charge and start doing their life's work, not their busy work. What we talk about in this podcast are all the shoulds we can avoid in our life, the role environment plays in our ability to achieve success, defining our purpose and moving from our head into our heart space, how our missions are our vehicles to achieve our purpose in life, utilizing different characters throughout our life, and what Ben defines as our life's work and how we can be profitable in life. And he doesn't just mean money. I hope this podcast inspires you to retrospect your life and take action on the important things for you. And so I give you Dr. Ben Carvoso. Ben, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here, mate. Mate, the pleasure is mine. I've been looking forward to this uh, for the last couple of months. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, you do some amazing work. Um, you've had an amazing career. And I mean, you'll tell us more about this, but your focus is really helping people find uh, and I guess do their life's work. Um, I talk a lot about purpose and I talk a lot about knowing what, uh, you know, it's important to know what we want to do in our life. But how would you define our life's work? Mm. I think if I was was to unpack my model to give some context to to answer that question, so many of us um, are always asking what do I need to do? And we often go external to get the advice and people are very happy to give us advice and they say, oh, you should do this. You should leave your partner. You should do maybe a different job. You should earn more money. You should go and travel. You should, and, and we get should on. And we take on the should And so we start doing the should and we end up getting the result often. Uh, And then we wake up that next morning and go, hey, I got the result, but shit, that's not really what I want. Or because it's a should, there's an an internal challenge, there's a conflict with values. And so even though we keep pushing pushing towards getting the should, we actually never get it. And often that's worse because we end up beating ourselves up that we didn't get the should. Whereas somewhere inside ourselves, we're always sabotaging the should. We were never really going to ever get it. That's, that's how most people run their life. They're constantly looking outside for advice rather than going inside and getting should on, doing the should, and ending up not profitable for the time and energy and effort, the money and the sanity that they put into something. They haven't got more. 
There's not more relationship. There's not more health. There's not more money. There's not more career. There's not a bigger business. Uh, so instead of being profitable in all the aspects of their life, they're broke. Step in model number two, which is the preferred model, and that is get clear on purpose. Get clear on what is it you really, really want? And that's a heartfelt stuff, right? So the do is head. The purpose stuff is heart. You've got to go deep and decide, you know, what do I really want? How do I want my life to turn out? You know, on the day that I die and someone's there at the funeral and, and they're reading the, the uh, eulogy, you know, and they say, you know, Ben Kivoso, he was, he was just such a great guy. You know, if I was to sum up his life, he was really all about blank. What's the guy say next? What's the next sentence? Yeah. Uh, you need to work out what that sentence is. Yeah. Now, the sentence, for example, if you died at 25 is going to be different to the sentence if you died at 45 versus if you died at 75 versus if you died at 105. Because there is a, there's a shift in your purpose. It's not a big shift, but there's a, just this gentle shift in your purpose as you go through life. So getting clear on purposes first, then defining, okay, so if that's my purpose, what are the roles, what are the missions, what are the vehicles that I'm going to use to fulfill the purpose? Well, I'm going to become a dad and I'm going to become a husband and I'm going to work on my body and I'm going to build a business. And I'm, these are the different missions that you then use, the vehicles you use to fulfill the purpose. And then defining those missions. Go, how, so how do I want to be as a dad? Uh, what, kind of, what kind of business owner do I want to be? What kind of, you know, what sort of, what's Sort of mission, how do I want this mission to look? So we've got purpose and missions that then drive plans. The plans you make, the goal setting, you know, the, the, so this has now gone from heart to head. Now we've got to actually put this heart stuff and make it, um, we've got to lay it out. You know, well, how do we want it to look? What's my goal for the week? What's my goal for the day? What's my goal for the month or the year? So we do some beautiful plans and then we take those plans and then we ask ourselves, so what's the character that I need to bring? To be a great dad, to fulfill that mission and to, and to have those plans come to, to fruition. What sort of dad do I want to be? What character do I bring? Do I bring energy, passion, understanding, uh, leadership? What's the character? What's the personality? So third P, first P, purpose, second P, plans, third P is personality. Those three things then drive productivity, what you need to do. Then you actually head out into the day doing stuff in alignment with purpose and plans and being, bringing the character that you need to bring, which means the last P, profit, happens. You know, for the time and energy effort you put in, uh, the next morning you wake up or week or month or at the end of the year, you wake up and go, wow, for that time, energy, money, insanity that I put in, my life's better. I'm actually healthier. I'm actually, I've got a better marriage uh, I'm a better dad. My business has grown. I've impacted community. Uh, so I, I think I'm getting to answering your question. What is, what is your life's work? Your life's work is when you're clear on purpose and you can wake up and reflect and go, hey, the work I've done matches me, matches who I want to be, matches my sense of identity, matches what that guy's going to say at my eulogy. Oh, mate, there's a, there's a lot to unpack there. I absolutely love that. Let's, uh, I want to get into that very first bit. You talked about the shoulds and <clears throat> I'm going through a bit of a, a moment in my life where I think, hold on, wait, 
oh, th- th- this success and this life that I'm living, is this the life that I I want to live? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. But, uh, you know, it's it's important to like check yourself. Wait, am I, am I living out someone else's hopes and dreams here? You know, is that why sometimes it's really, really challenging? You know, and I... We, we, we mirror everyone in our life, right? Um, we mirror our parents or whoever, you know, brought us up. We mirror our friends. Uh, we mirror our colleagues. Uh, and I think very quickly we end up sometimes doing things to make that person like us more or because, oh, that person wanted that. So, that, I think I want that, right? Uh, how do you kind of, how do you navigate those shoulds and how do you even, how do you even understand if what you're working on is a should and not what you actually want in life? Mm, good. I, I, that's, yeah, really, really good question. I think there's two things that came to mind just when you were chatting there. First of all, be careful of the environment you put yourself in. You know, uh, I've always said environment supports performance. But I was listening to Dan Butner talk the guy that, you know, the researcher for Blue Zones, and my understanding is he's about 20 years researching Blue Zones, coined the term. Now, Blue Zones, as you know, are the places where people, you know, more than anywhere else in the world live to 100 years of age on average. Dan was being interviewed, and I saw this interview, and uh, it was a Rich Roll podcast interview, I can remember it now, and Rich said, you know, so what's the key, Dan? Like, it seems like nutrition and exercise and sense of community are important. And Dan said, absolutely. You know, we know plant-based diet. We know, you know, daily exercise. We know a sense of community is important. There's no doubt. He said, but that's not the most important thing. He said, the most important thing is environment. And he's not talking about, you know, natural environment. He's talking about the, pl- the way you put yourself dictates doesn't support, it dictates your performance. You know, if, if, if the reason these people eat the way they do, the way they exercise, the, the fact that they have community is because of the environment creates that. You know, they live two kilometres from the shops and the only way to get there is to walk because there's no roads to drive your car. And uh, on the way, they pass the other houses and the houses are set up in the way that the community stop and they talk to each other on the way. And when they get to the supermarket, there is no freezers and fridges and stuff. There's just fresh fruit and vegetables to eat. So it's always fresh every day. And then they've got to carry it back. And then when they get home, there's no electricity. So they've got to chop the wood, uh, which means they've got to get up early to chop the wood and light the fire so the house is warmed and to get an environment supports performance. So the first thing in answer to your question is make sure that you put yourself in an environment with people that are like you, or champion or support you, you need to be in a place where your people are. Find your people, you know? Um, and, and there's people that aren't our people. They're not like good or bad, it's just they're not our people, right? Um, so put yourself in a place where they're your people, yeah? So that would be my first comment. And then kind of almost the, the opposite to that is, uh, and, and I'm, I'm talking to clients more and more about this, is put yourself nowhere. Put yourself in a place where there is no people. When was the last time you were by yourself? Like totally by yourself. Now, most of us avoid that like the plague because we either don't like ourselves or we're scared around what might even come up. And and so we're, we're either by purpose or just because of life, we never find ourselves by ourselves. And, and I'm, I just reflected on this last Friday. Michelle went and had a girls' weekend in the city. Took my two daughters, 
um, and met up with some friends and had a night in the city on Friday night. My son, Logan, um, was staying at his mates. And Michelle said, oh, what are you going to do? You know, you know, do you want to come into the city? And, I, and for a moment, I, I thought, yeah, maybe I could come into the city and just stay in the hotel. And I went, you know, no, I'm, I'm just going to stay home. I'm going to go and get a massage and then I'm going to hop into bed early. I'm going to watch an episode of James Bond. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to just hang out. And it was so beautiful just to have nobody. Uh, and, you know, once you become a dad and you've got kids and you've got a partner and stuff, there's just always somebody around. And so in answer to your question, I think two things. Put yourself in an environment that supports who you want to be and also put yourself in an environment where there's nobody, where there's just you alone with your thoughts, where you get to dive deep and really ask yourself, you know, what do I really want? Um, yeah, it's it's that distraction, right? Uh, it's been a, a big theme. Uh, I, f- I feel like you're just talking to me at the moment. Like it's just everything you're saying is just like, yep, <laughs> that's what's going on. Like there's a, a massive theme for me around distraction at the moment. Like everything is a distraction. These, these damned addictive <laughs> phones, they're a distraction. The laptop is a distraction. You know, doing certain things, work, distraction. Um, and I'm trying to minimize distractions in my life because the more that I minimize these distractions, watching a show on TV or making some big fancy dinner, the more I minimize this stuff, the more time I have to sit with me. And sometimes, <laughs> most of the time, that's hard. <laughs> You know, but I feel like it's the only way to do the work to really improve that inner sense of who you are, your uh, sense of spirituality. You know, the Dalai Lama says uh, spirituality is a mindset that you can use at any time of the day. You know, and by mindset, he talks about uh, integrity and humility and compassion um, to be able to do that anytime in any moment that spirituality to him and for me it's only through minimizing distraction that i can really connect in with that and actually practice that during the day um it's totally totally resonate with that and yeah i mean environment (laughs) we could do a whole podcast on that so absolutely love that so if if we're minimizing these shoulds uh i still feel for a lot of people purpose is a is a difficult thing to grasp you know if i'm sitting there and i've got no distractions and i'm meditating or i'm just observing uh, i'm thinking yeah but i still don't have a clue what the hell i'm supposed to be doing here (laughs) how do you actually find that in people is it just saying hey what do you enjoy doing (laughs) do more of that i think purpose i think what a lot of people do is they try and they confuse purpose with what do I need to do today? My purpose is so high up. It's so in the clouds uh, it, that, it, that it almost, it, it's, it's almost not tangible, but if you would ask, so what do you mean by that? Specifically, what do you mean? You could start taking it down, what we call chunking down to something that is more tangible. So for example, if you asked a priest, you know, what's your life's, what's your life's purpose? He would say, we could say, to serve God. That's it. That's it. Like, it's no more complicated than that. So every morning he wakes up and really he's asking himself, how can I serve God today? 
How can I serve God today? How can I serve God today? And that drives his behaviour throughout the day. That then drives the plans that he makes for the day, the sermon that he creates, um, you know, what he dresses in, you know, all those, all that, all those things get driven by that. And so you get that um, to serve God is really high up, like it's, like it's super in the clouds. That's where we need to be with purpose, like high in the clouds. And then, like I said, you then, okay, so if that's my purpose, well, what, do I, what, what, what vehicles am I going to need to fulfill that? So the way I, the, my analogy is why I wrote the book Life CEO. Of course, how yeah, to take charge. Nice, hold it up. I like that front cover too. It's just, I love those colors. Black, yeah, white, gold. Here we go. Thank you. I did have my picture on the front, um, but uh, I thought I'd upgrade it and take my picture off. Um, uh, what am I, why don't I hold this up? CEO, right? So think of a company. Um, the CEO sits down, sometimes with a board, right, and goes, hey, What's this company about? What's our purpose? What are we? What are we here to do? Right? It's a fairly big picture. He then has a whole pile of departments that help fulfil that. He's got a marketing department, a HR department, a sales department, a product development department. He has these missions, these vehicles that he uses to fulfil that purpose. And each of those missions, <coughs> excuse me, each of those those missions, he each of those those missions he gives a mission to. He says, "Hey, sales department." This is our purpose, and here's your role. This is how I see you playing this out. This is your mission, which is different to the HR one. For example, so my, my, my personal mission or my business mission is different to my marriage mission. But both of them together are pointing in the same direction to create the overall purpose. It's a really important there's alignment. I see so many people where their missions are not lining up I'll do it this way, where their missions are not all lining up and pointing in the same direction, that they've got a mission going this way and a mission going this way. Yeah, two totally different. They wonder why they can't find balance in their life. Yeah, and they're pulling against each other. So um, we, want to get, we want to make sure our missions are line up. He wants to make sure that his sales department and product development and HR department are all supporting each other. While they're all doing different things, they're heading in the same direction. Um, and so then the CEO goes, okay, well, that's cool. So now we're clear on purpose. Everyone's clear on their missions. Now let's do some planning. Let's do some quarterly planning. Uh, he also sets a culture for the business. You know, how we want to behave. Do we want to be fun? Do we want to be energetic? You know, that's personality. He sets the personality. And then he goes, okay, guys, we got it. Go and be productive. Get some stuff done. And at the end of the year, he does a review and goes, how do we go? Are we broke or profitable? Now, if he's done it well... He's profitable every year. They make more money. That's kind of the model we need to we need to roll out for our life. We need to um, think about what's the overall purpose of our company. Where are we taking this thing? Um, and it's really high level. Is is purpose? Could purpose just be to um, to give unconditional love to the world? Is could it be something as broad as that? Yep. Often when we uh, so here's the thing. Depends on how high you want to go with purpose, right? Because, you know, when the priest goes to serve God, uh, if we were to go, and why? Why? Because uh, God is all loving. Yeah. And so it pretty much always ends with love, right at the very top, right? Sometimes that's just too high, and some people come one or two chunks down from that, right? 
uh, to serve the community, to serve mankind, to make an impact, to, um, to, to make the planet a better place. To Would you still count those as purpose? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what I count. It, do, they go, do they wake up and go, I'm going to make the planet a better place today? Or they could go, you know what? Um, my purpose is to, is to make money. I, my, my, whole, my purpose in life is to make money and build this business. Now, if we were to sit down and go, why? They'd go, well, because I want to make an impact, and I want to, I want to, I want to make an impact for my family. Why is that important? Well, because I love them. Yeah, and so often we go high up. Loves the answer. Always, it always becomes the answer. Um, but then, but for, for us as many of us, we, we need to take one or two chunks down so it's just a little bit more tangible. Yeah. And that's okay too. Like I said though, if you were to ask a 25 year old, what's your purpose? Um, and they were two, two or three chunks down, it's going to look different to the 45 year old, to the 75 year old. Yeah. And that's perfectly okay. So purpose it has kind of this shift every sort of, this slight shift every 10 years. It's like a slow flowing river. What does change every one, two, five, maybe even 10 years is missions. Missions change significantly and they sometimes come and go. Like for example, when I was 25, I didn't have a father mission. Didn't exist because I didn't have any kids. Uh, and then I got to 30 and we had our first child and all of a sudden, whoosh, there's a mission being slotted in, which is this vehicle of being a father to children and how that helps me fulfill my purpose. Mm. So that, so you're saying the missions sit under the purpose. They're, they're the various different vehicles we have that help us achieve what the purpose is. Correct. And, and that, that's really important to understand too is that we are not our missions. I am not a father. Father is one of my missions. I am not a husband. Why is that important? That's really interesting. Because missions come and go. Uh, and sadly, uh, you know, sadly we can lose our kids, you know, and, and then we question, who, who am I? You know, if I'm no longer a father and my child died, for example, who am I? You know, where do I fit in? How do I belong? Or we get divorced and we're no longer a husband. Or... Um, you know, uh, my background is I'm a chiropractor and, you know, let's say I, my hands get cut off and I can't be a chiropractor anymore. Well, who am I? Um, so sometimes we, we, we attach the mission to us and it gets, it sort of becomes, becomes bound to us. Or, 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 you know, we hang on to, for example, a, a career mission, like I'm a chiropractor, um, and, and then there's an opportunity, and it's part of our purpose. There's an opportunity to do something different, to not be a chiropractor anymore, like I'm coaching now, right? But if my identity was, oh, I'm a chiropractor, I can't be something else, right? So we've got to be able to let go of missions and allow new ones into our life. Yeah. So That's a really, really poignant point you make there because it's so easy to identify what it is that we're kind of doing and we – so easy to identify with our missions. <laughs> I'm a business owner. That's what I do. This is what we do in our business. That's who I am, you know. But then if that business ain't there anymore, who are you? <laughs> mm, mm. It's a vehicle for the time. And I'm saying, go de- I'm saying go deep. I'm saying completely connect with it. I'm saying, you know, just, 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 just really use, thrash that vehicle. Like go, go hard. 
but recognise that sometimes there's a time to sell it and get another one. Yeah. And you can own many vehicles at once. You can own many. You, in fact, we all own many vehicles at one time. Um, uh, but the vehicles can change as we progress through our journey. You mentioned there's a, a bit of a 10-year cycle with purpose. Is that something that you recommend people to review every 10 years or are there other important kind of points and crossroads in our life where it's a good time to say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to become more aware of my purpose and perhaps how that's shifted and, and readjust my vehicles, my missions accordingly. Yeah. So what happens is, is your purpose shifts um, your journey shifts sometimes whether you're aware of it or not. Yeah. So again, I'm going to use purpose like a river. And I talk about it in my book. You know, if you look at the Murray River um, and you look at it, it's kind of, it's got, it generally goes in this direction, right? But if I was to zoom in, I'd, I'd see the Murray River actually does this. It's full of twists and turns. And so, our purpose is like that, right? There's a general overall theme. If you, if you were to look at my theme from the time I was born to now at 52 years of age, it's been a general theme to it. But there's been some shifts, right? Now, what happens is um, when the shift comes along, there's a change in direction, which means often a mission needs to change, who we be needs to change. Some part of our life has to change. The challenge is we want to hang on to the old and we, we want the new, you know, but you can't have this and have this. So crisis comes from the word Greek to sieve out. So when we when we get to the, the, the turn, you know, we, we don't want to take the turn. We want to keep going straight because going straight is often it feels like it's going to be easier. Uh, you know, I, I was doing some triathlons. Um, I, didn't, I missed out in the last year, but uh, have you done a triathlon, triathlon before? No, I've done a couple of half marathons. Right, so you've, you've seen kind of how the triathlon, you know, the water start, right? A heap of guys lined up on the beach, eh, siren goes, everyone jumps in the water and you usually swim out to a buoy, turn right, swim out to the next buoy, turn right, and then swim back to the beach. Well, mate, you, you get in the water, it's crazy when you first get in, and then you kind of get into your rhythm and you're swimming in a straight line and everyone's kind of nicely spread out and, you know, everyone stopped kicking each other, etc. But it comes to a point where you've got to take the turn, Right. And, and as you take the turn, it gets ugly. You know, the group, the pack comes back together to take the turn. Everyone's punching and kicking each other. You, learn, you lose your rhythm, you swallow water. It's ugly. But to do the course, to stay on course, you've got to take the turn. And life purpose is like that. You know, it'd be easy just to keep going perfectly straight all the time, but our purpose has a shift. We've got to sometimes take the turn and it's ugly to take the turn, particularly if we're trying to hang on to keeping on the old direction as well as take the new direction. You can't do both. And that's when this sort of crisis comes up where people struggle. There's this battle. There's this awkwardness. It gets ugly. Um, so just recognising when, when, again, you can only do that when there's silence, when you can actually just be with you, that in you you go, you know what, that's, been, that's really served me well. But for the next chapter... It's not going to serve me. I've got to let that go. I've got to let that person go. I've got to let that career go. I've got to let that thing go. I've got to let that way of thinking go um, so that I can become the new version. Yeah. 
so a shift in purpose is sometimes a bit ugly. It can be awkward. Mm. Yeah, it can be confronting. Uh, really, really quite scary. Um, do you have a, a some sort of practice to help one connect with their purpose? Just to for them, you know. Sometimes I'll sit down and I'll. I like thinking about purpose because I just I like that big that big thinking stuff, you know. And every now and then I'll just sit down and I'll just kind of, I guess, make a few. Just write down a few things that are going on and. And just think, you know, just, okay, do I need to, do I need to shift my direction at all? Like you said, do I need to, is there some thinking I need to let go of? Maybe some beliefs I need to change. Am I still heading in that right direction? Is that direction I, the direction I want to be going? You know, and I, I do this probably every couple months, you know, maybe every, yeah, two, three months, just one Sunday morning, I'll, I'll have nothing on. Cool. I'm just going to go and do this. And, um, but I find sometimes it's like, okay, well, is this very moment going to define the next like five years? Like, have I considered everything? Wait, what if I've forgotten about something that's really important? It's just not coming up right now, you know? So, how do you kind of go about better defining that to then be able to create those missions? Because I imagine from my experience, you can't do it in an hour or two hours. Yeah, I think... I think we need to we need to create more critical thinking time so, so that that muscle we start building that muscle we start you know getting used to sitting quietly to ourselves and having our brain shift gears and move into the critical thinking gear of kind of going deep and thinking bigger picture. I think that's a muscle that we need to build. Um, Keith Cunningham, uh, you've heard of Rich Dad Poor Dad, right? Yeah. So Rich Dad is Keith Cunningham. He's actually a real guy, uh, and he wrote. Uh, a book where he talks about this called The Road Less Stupid. Kind of an answer to your question, right? Oh, if I take that road, is that the stupid one? Have I really thought it through, right? So he's talking about take the road less stupid, right? Um, we all take some stupid roads sometimes, right? But the less stupid one. And his solution to that is pretty simple. Sit down with a blank piece of paper and a pen regularly by yourself. Just take some notes. Just do some, just do some scribbling. You know, don't sit there with an agenda. This is not, um, this is not a goal setting session. This is not a business planning session. This is not for you to sit down and do your write out your health goals and design up your training program. This is just an hour with a blank sheet of paper and we'll just let the thoughts go. Start writing whatever kind of comes to mind. This is again that that silence, that quiet time to yourself. Um, so I think it's something we need to do more regularly. And it can be little things like I'll often go to a cafe, leave for work a bit earlier, drop into a cafe, uh, sit with a coffee and my diary and a pen and just start making some notes, letting the, the stuff that's kind of that's, – that's underneath the surface of all the little bits and pieces that need to be done for the day, that stuff that's way down deep, let some of that brew to the surface, bubble up uh, and just kind of make some notes on that. And, and that – that sometimes I'll do a daily practice of that for a week or two. It'll just be my regular thing to head off to the coffee shop first thing in the morning and sit there with a pen and just kind of let, let some of those thoughts come up. Actually, I do a, um, a blog every week called Three Things Thursday, and this week, week's Three Things Thursday, I literally took a picture of that, so I went to the local cafe. Um, I took a picture of just my laptop and, you know, it was, hey, you know, sometimes we need, as we talked about earlier, sometimes you need to change your environment because the thinking that you've had up until now has produced the result that you've currently got. 
where you are right now, living under the chair and the mic and all that sort of stuff. That's there. All that's there because of the thinking right up to this very minute. If you want to make a shift, you want to make a change, you're going to have to think differently. We know environment helps you think differently. So getting out of the normal routine, driving a different way to work, you know, because we do a lot of thinking in the car, right? But we go the same path, so the same thoughts come up. Go a different way. Go the longer way. Go the shorter way. Go by the beach. Um, it'll bring up different thinking. Park in a different car park. Go to a different place for lunch. Uh, take yourself out to a restaurant. You know, one of my things every year is I find a really nice place to go and have lunch by myself. Uh, so I do my kind of my planning for the future year, kind of some big thinking about where I want the year to go. Uh, and I'll do that sometime in December because I know that once, you know, Christmas hits, New Year's, there's, you know, it just gets busy in my world, kids and family and summer. And so in December, I take myself off for a day, sit in a beautiful cafe, have an amazing waiter look after me and just white tablecloths and a nice glass of wine. And I'll sit there and just, just let it all vomit out. Yeah. So uh, it's just a muscle I think we need to build. Yeah, I I like that. I mean, how often are people sitting down with a piece of paper and thinking about <laughs> where they want their life to go? I imagine some people have never done that and maybe some people like myself, you know, I, I thought I was doing it too much, doing it once every couple months. <laughs> I thought, Alex, you just do this all the time. <laughs> maybe I should be doing it more. Maybe I should be doing it once a week and just uh, seeing what comes out. And maybe every session doesn't need to be super grandiose or, you know, maybe sometimes some not much good comes out. But like you said, I think it's the muscle, um, which is really cool. Um, you talked, we kind of covered purpose. We, we talked, you, you mentioned something which I really liked, um, coming from the heart to the head. And I took that as, when we think about purpose and we think about what we want to do in, um, or not what we want to do, think about our purpose in life, uh, that comes from the heart and getting into our heart space to be able to do that, uh, I imagine, uh, will glean better uh, insights into what we want to be doing. Um, how do we then transition from our, our heart to our head? And is that when we start to put the missions and the vehicles in place to achieve the purpose? Mm. Yeah, so purpose really high. Uh, missions, the different vehicles we're going to use, we, we chunk down. We chunk down. It's a good chunk down, right? Because the mission we want to have some some. Again, it's it's got a it's got a higher level to the mission. But then, it, so the way I work it out is the way I do it is um, I have them put a, a mission statement so that that each of those missions has a statement like a purpose statement. And then we follow by the, this sentence, therefore I will, and, and I will um, be home for dinner so that I can be with my family. Therefore I will, um, you know, uh, now for example, under, under health mission, uh, therefore I will seek to, to um, you know, set goals to exercise five times a week, or I might set a goal to exercise once, but... You know, there's this kind of intention statements that we're putting around this mission of kind of how how we're going to behave, right? So there's a chunk down from that. But still big picture, you know, it's not super defined. 
that's all sort of hard, really hearty felt stuff, but it's you can see it's starting plans. This is where we literally go, okay, so so what are the things that I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to contact this person. I'm going to have to send this email. I'm going to have to write this book. I'm going to have to, you know, there's some real detail, head stuff, planning. Back to personality. Oh, sorry, back to heart again when we do personality, then back to head again when we go back to the do, the stuff that we need to physically do. Um, and each of those steps are important. Um and the planning stuff, these are almost like filters along the journey. The catch is that I find that there seems to be two camps. I find there's a lot of people that are, that are real doers. They're just doing all the time, but have never done the critical thinking to go, I'm actually doing the right thing. Is this really on purpose? And then there's people on the other side that do the do the big purpose statement. They'll draw up incredible plans. You know, they'll sit and think about who they need to be, but nothing ever gets done because those first three steps, purpose, planning, and personality, change. But at some point, you've got to get out of the chair and actually do stuff. So I'm not knocking the doing. Uh, we've got to do stuff. But we've got to make sure that the doing is supported by purpose, plans, and personality. Yeah, I love that. Um, <laughs> it's having that balance between the two, right? And I'm just going to uh, turn my video off uh, just because the internet connection is struggling a little bit. But I'm still here. I'm still recording my video. Um, we'll see if that helps a little bit. Um, so then we get into, am I following this right? Then we, once we've kind of, sorted out those missions and the therefore I wills, are we then into character or personality, sorry? No, we're going to make sure we've got some plans. We need to put some plans in place. You know, they, these are dated things. These are tangible. I, I have something called the track method of, um, and so it's, I'll quickly unpack that for you. Track T stands for, it's got to be tangible. You know, this is where we go from really big picture, high level stuff to, okay, so what's the tangible outcome? What's the plan? What is this going to, what is this thing at the end of a week or month or trimester or year? What's it actually going to look like? It needs to be tangible. Um, so that's the T in track. The R uh, stands for, is it real? Like real? Like, is this, like, for example, if I set a goal to be an astronaut, not real. I'm not going to be an astronaut, not now at 52 without any history of flying, right? So let's make sure it's real. So you set yourself up for success, right? So often we set, you know, goals, we make plans, and, and sometimes they're not driven by purpose, and we're just setting ourselves up for failure, right? And that's not good for us. We beat ourselves up, you know, we lower our self-worth. Self so make sure it's real. Make sure that um, also that you can be 100% responsible for this plan. You know, so often we set um, goals, we put plans together that rely on so many things outside of our control that, again, we potentially set ourselves up for success. For example, if I said, you know, my plan is for my wife, my goal is for my wife to be a redhead. Well, I, I, can, I can have an intention around that. We could have some conversations around that, but I can't make that a goal. I can't make a clear plan around that because at the end of the day, that's outside of my control. I can't be responsible for that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like T for make sure it's tangible. R, make sure it's real and that you can be 100% responsible. Again, let's set you up for success. 
Um, now, the A and the C in track, the A stands for action account. That's, that's C that is constructive. So what do I mean by that? Often we set goals that are really tangible, like um, uh, I want to save $1,000 by the end of the month. Right? It's tangible. It's got a date to it. Um, it's real. Yeah. Can I be responsible for that? Yeah. Um, but the action account that's constructive takes this head thing, $1,000 by the end of the month, all very heady, and, and makes it a heart thing because we're driven by heart. So therefore, we write an action account. We write, wow, it's amazing. I've come to the end of the month and I'm looking in my bank account and there is $1,000. Can't believe I managed to do it. I'm so excited to see that one and the zero and the zero and the zero. Um, and, but what I'm more excited about is the cool blank that I'm going to buy with that because I know that's going to bring me so much happiness and help me connect better with the family and we're going to have some great holidays with you using the blank thing and blah, blah, blah. You get this, this action account. like you, You're talking it through as if it's happened. Um, it's full of visual pictures and you're hearing sounds and, um, you know, there's this kinesthetic, there's this feeling component to it. So really important when we, when we put plans together that we really add this this. Um, heartfelt stuff, yeah? So T, tangible, and time. Uh, R, real and 100% um, uh, accountable, 100% uh, responsible. Um, the action, A for action, C is that it's constructive too, right? So we don't want to write an action account as, you know, thank God I, I got that 1000 bucks saved. I didn't think I was going to be able to do it. Uh, I know it's not enough money, but, you know, at least it's a start. <laughs> eh, not really that constructive, right? And then the K is for kind. Again, let's just check in. Let's make sure this is really what you want, that you, this is kind to you. And so again, I have a strategy around how we do that. We do a values check-in. Um, I do a little quadrant exercise where we just kind of, we, we do some work around, um, let's, let's really unpack this thing. So we want to get the goal set and then do a last minute just before we put the rubber stamp and post it and stick it up on our wall and tell our friends about it. Let's really just make sure this is what we want. So the track method of planning. Um, so that's next step, do some plans. And there's a, there's a process to that. This is a, this is a logic step, this is a head thing. There's meant to be some just tangible logic head stuff to doing some planning. Mm. I love that. And being kind, a bit like being kind to ourselves. <laughs> just making sure it, it feels good. And maybe even like through this goal, are we, are we being kind to other people whilst we do it, whilst we achieve it, you know, through, through the action of it? Um, are we actually looking out for all the other humans that we're going to be in contact with during it? Yes. Yeah. And is there a value lurking in there too? Again, whilst so much of us wants this, this, this plan to happen, is there a little value in there or a belief that we've got that's, that's secretly going to sabotage it and stop it from happening. I know I set a goal um, to get a Ducati motorbike. And you know, oh, oh, I think maybe sometimes it will. It'll probably just sit on the veranda for display purposes only. Though. <laughs> but, um, um, so I did the exercise, got this, you know, the whole plan, and, you know, the, this Ducati motorbike, and then I did the K bit. And what came up for me in one of the quadrant exercises is one of the questions that I ask is, um, what would happen um, if you... What wouldn't happen if you didn't get it? So we do a would and did exercise. What would happen if you did? What would happen if you didn't? What wouldn't happen if you did? What wouldn't happen if you didn't? Yeah. 
Anyway, what wouldn't happen if I didn't, I wouldn't die. I wouldn't kill myself. Uh, so if I didn't get it, I wouldn't kill myself. Because there's a potential for that. And that came up, I went, oh, hang on. Because we've got a scooter at home, right? Doesn't go quick. Uh, it's not sexy, so I just take it, wander up to the village, grab the papers in the morning, um, wander back. Ducati motorbike? Mm, You'll I'm be in the tree. I'm not, <laughs> not going to get the papers, right? And so that came up for me, and I went, I'm not doing the goal. So threw it out. Uh, so the K is important. I love that. And there's some accountability there to yourself through doing that process, whereby you've really assessed everything and, hmm. No, that doesn't feel right. And I'm going to put my ego aside because I really want that Panigale 899 in red, right? Single arm, single side swing arm on the rear tire. Like I want that, but I'm going to put that aside because, yeah, I don't want to uh, come off the road going around a corner trying to dodge a stick, run into a tree and break both my legs and then I can't support my family very well. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and and then we're on to personality. Mm, yeah, personality, character, the ethos, the culture. You know, what's what, so many people again ask me, what do I need to do? And I, I say, well, first of all, let's talk about who you do you need to be. What character do you need to bring? Uh, I, I run something called a Thrive Boardroom where uh, every uh, Wednesday a, a group of my clients come together and we run a, we run a board and I'll present for a half an hour. You, you may you present it to the board, right? I'll talk for half an hour on some topic and then we'll break into uh, what's your challenge. So they, they bring a challenge for the week. And most importantly, they've got to bring a quality question. Yeah. So, oh, you know, um, I'm just, uh, you know, I want to lose weight. Right. And, 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 and one of the guys said, so my question to the, to the crew is, um, how do I do that? How do I lose weight? Well, mate, look, good question. Great question, but not a quality question. It's not a quality question. Um, what's the real question that you're wanting to ask? Because you know how to lose weight, dude. Stop eating. Mate, you'll lose weight. You, mate, you know that too, right? <laughs> yeah. It's simple, right? You just stop eating. There's nothing fancy to it. Eat less. You will lose weight, no matter what everyone says, right? Less calories, you're going to lose weight. I said, what's the real question? And... Uh, we worked out the real question was, how do I remain consistent? How do I do what I say I'm going to do? How do I be trusted? That's the real question. It was a question of around character, not a question around what he needs to do. So personality is for you to question, you know, what's the character that I need to bring to this task? How do I need to turn up? Do I need to be courageous? Do I need to be quiet? Do I need to be kind? Do I need to be... Um, and we might go, well, we've got to be all those things. Well, yeah, but some tasks require more of one character than the other, yeah? So um, personality is really important. Yeah, it's it's how we go about in the world, right? Um, I don't know who the quote is, but it's not what you do, it's how you do it. And is that Simon Sinek? I don't know. Anyway, I, I mean, it's just so true, you know? Um, no matter what happens in life, uh, we can go about it in a certain way. Uh, and, um, you know, for example, um, I can only use myself as a good example here, but um, my dad went into a home recently, Alzheimer's, 
and uh, I, pr- I probably could have uh, gr- grieved more. I mean, there's still a bit of a grieving process happening because with Alzheimer's, it's kind of like they're not alive anymore, but they are, and it's it's a challenge. And um, but the way I have been going about that is really probably sometimes trying too hard to see the the the, the gift in that, right? The the constant reminder of looking after myself because dad never did that, you know? And for me, that's I, I right from when it started to happen, I was like, okay, well, um, there's something good coming out of this and I don't know what it is. Uh, but that seems to be the theme for me, that it is, it's a really, really stark reminder to look after myself, you know? And, and it just resonates with my whole kind of story over the last decade because I've grown up in this business when it started and we're always seeing sick people. And so... Again, the story there is, okay, cool. I want to look after myself because I don't want to end up like that. And so I think, I mean, there's lots of ways to go about um, tragedy or just go about things that perhaps don't go well, things that do go well, right? How do we, how do we celebrate the wins? Do we go and, you know, maybe, maybe the goal was to save $10,000 or $1,000, like you said. Do we go and blow a quarter of it on a bottle of Dom? <laughs> you know, like... Or do we just, you know, give ourselves a nice pat on the back and say, well done, and maybe sh- share that little win with your friends and your family, um, you know? So, I think it's, I think that character is, I guess it's really in line with our values um, or perhaps it's a product of our values and and what are the things that really, we really go forth in life um, being, uh, embodying, is it integrity, is it compassion, you know, is it really understanding that uh, perhaps that did, person didn't mean that thing and that's okay, <laughs> even though it hurt in the moment, that's all right. Give them some love. Um, or is it not having those values and turning around and telling that person that you despise them and <laughs> go down to their level? I think it's, I think it's, I think it's critical, you know. Um, but also I imagine gets bred out of life experience too, right? Coming back to what you said, I mean, when you're 25 – your character and your personality is different probably to when you're 55, I would imagine. Yeah, I think, I think there's that. But also, importantly, the character I am with you right now is different to the guy that when I do my workout tomorrow at 7 a.m., I get, I fire up, I get, I get cheeky with the trainer and the other guy I train with. Um, you know, we take the piss we, um, I get angry, I channel anger before I lift the, you know, when I'm doing bench press. There's, there's a different character I need to bring to, to nail the workout tomorrow. There's a different character when I climb into bed with my wife. There's a different character when I, you know, at home hanging out with the kids. There's a different character when I'm, when I'm with my patients. There's a different character when I'm with my clients. We need to recognize, uh, you know, people often say, you know, you know um, I just want to be me. Well, you can be anyone you want. Yeah. And importantly, I think you need to be different people so that you can nail the different situations. It's a bit like the example I give is my, um, we've got a Range Rover uh, and a lot of four-wheel drives have got, they've got a little, like a dial in the middle, right? And when you start the car, it's in road mode. That's the default setting, right? And so we all have a bit of a default setting. And the Land Rover, by the way, is always going to be a Land Rover. I can turn that dial, though, to snow mode. And the whole character of the car changer still looks the same. 
It's still Land Rover, but now the suspension's changed, the transmission, the gearbox, the acceleration, the whole car has changed so it can perform better in the snow. Still the same car, but the character has changed. I can turn it to rock mode, mud mode, hill descent mode, and again, the whole character of the car changes so it can perform better. We need to recognise that we have one of those dials and that I've, I've now set it on podcast mode. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, it'll be set on gym mode, yeah? And so I'll bring the best version of me for that situation. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like that. Do you think, however, still it all kind of falls, still falls under Range Rover, right? It still falls under Ben Carvoso. Yes. Right? And, and I imagine that you've got a, a set of, a set of values that are kind of guiding all of that, right? I mean, you're in gym, you're taking the piss, you're having some fun, you're channeling some anger, you're bench pressing probably double my weight. And, but you're still, you still have kindness and you still have, uh, I guess, a respect and you still have an understanding of, of the world in a way which, you know, allows you to be you, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Definitely. It's like the Landy will always be a Landy. It'll never be a Ferrari. So, but but there are Ferraris out there as well. Yeah, and Ferraris bring a character and they can change and shift a little bit. There's settings in the Ferrari as well. There's race mode and comfort mode. And But again, it's always going to be a Ferrari. So I agree with you 100%. I guess the difference is um, that, that, for example, if we use a Land Rover, um, you know, it's got a road mode suspension height, which is like this high, but when I'm in, you know, rock and rut mode, the suspension's this high. It doesn't bring this height of suspension. It stays at this at this level. So, for example, if it was kindness, in the gym tomorrow, I don't bring kindness. Like, that's not the setting that I bring. Mm-hmm. I bring the other versions of me that are going to give me the best outcome. And then I'll finish and I'll catch up with my mate Brad and we'll go and have a coffee at the local coffee place and we'll sit and I'll bring kindness because I'm not in gym mode anymore. Uh, I was taking the piss 15 minutes ago with him and now we're sitting and we're talking about relationships and, you know, a whole range of other stuff where I bring a whole different character. Is that what kind of what would the downside be to someone who brings the same character everywhere? Yeah, pain. That's the downside. <laughs> <laughs> pain. Um, uh, there is... Uh, oh, I think it just, I think it brings, I can't think of any other word except for failure. Only though, if you change environments, right? So if you just do the same thing and don't shift environments, then you could probably be in the same setting. Um, But I talk about flexibility, narrow-minded versus broad-minded. We know that the most flexible person in any system will always win. Yeah, not win to by beating someone, but just win, win at life. They'll be productive, they'll be profitable. And so you want to have a broad range to you. You want to have flexibility to you, not be narrow, not have only this much choice, this much different, this much character in settings. Uh, we want to have this much character that you could bring. Yeah, Because you know what? There is nothing wrong with anger. If I'm walking down a, a dark alley and with my family and someone steps out, I need to bring anger, yeah? I need to fire up. 
I need to go to war. You know, we, we've become a, a society that says, you know, don't do anger, don't raise your voice, you know, don't scream and shout. We need to be able to bring that. We need to be able to tap that resourcefully, just like we need to be able to tap quietness and kindness and, you know, all those other resources as well. And so having the flexibility to bring all those different characters, I think, is important. Mm. Yeah, certainly in terms of different environment, you know, if you're in a work environment or, hey, maybe you're, maybe you're pitching to Apple, for example, right? you're pitching something to them. Like you, you want to bring a different character in that meeting to, you know, if you're bending over on your knee and, and asking your partner to marry you, right? 100%. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But you're still um, you. Go on. But you're still you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I wonder if there's another way to handle that burglar in the in the dark alley other than being angry at him. <laughs> I wonder, maybe if you give him a hug and say you are loved, maybe he'll probably just stab you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> maybe anger's required. <laughs> Hopefully no one has to endure that. Sure. Um, you talk about profitability and I like it in the sense that it's not just dollars, right? So w- what is profitability to you when we're, when we're doing our life's work? How, how do we know we're profitable? Mm. So profitable for me, a great example is this. I can already feel the profit. Uh, we've, been, we've been chatting for an hour. Uh, for the hour that I've spent with you, the time and the energy that I put into this, I am better I'm more. I, I'm happier. I've got more energy. Uh, uh, I, I just, I've got more than when I started. And I put some energy into this podcast, but I've actually got more at the end. Yeah, that's profit. You know, for the love that you give your partner, um, you feel more loved at the end than you did at the beginning. Uh, that's profit. For the time and the money that we put into our businesses and the energy and the sanity that we put into our businesses, is the business bigger and better at the end of the week? And when I say the business, I mean the bank account, I mean the team, I mean the culture, I mean the clients. Is is it all better for the time and money and energy and sanity? That's profit. I think that comes back to knowing what our purpose is, doesn't it? Mm. Because, man, sometimes you put energy into something and afterwards you're just like, oh, i got no energy now, right? Whereas right now we're riffing, having a great conversation and you're feeling energized. I'm just sitting here with a big smile on my face, <laughs> right? I'm going to leave this and I'm going to go, hell yeah, that was, just, that was a good, good conversation, you know, because we're doing things in line with your purpose, I imagine, in line with mine, you know. 100%. Um, for me, it's it's helping people and helping people shift their, their mind and their health in a way so they can live a better quality life, look better, feel better, you know. Um, however, if we don't have that, we won't have profitability, it sounds like. Yeah, for the time and energy and effort, it's neutral, we're zero, or there's less and we end up broke. There's lots of people waking up at the end of a day or week or month or year and going, ugh, I've had it. I'm exhausted. You know, for the time and effort I've put into this relationship, it's just, it's just worse. Um, 
And so that's when we potentially, again, that crisis comes up. It might be a time to shift. It might be time to recognise that your purpose has shifted. The mission needs to change. That you maybe need to do different planning. Maybe there's a character component there that needs to be dealt with. Uh, and so that when you start being productive, when you start actually doing some stuff, that you you start becoming profitable again. Maybe it's time to stay to start saying no to the podcasts, or start saying yes to podcasts. Do you know? Maybe there's a there's a there's a shift there, and so that you can um, do what you do, deploy your assets. I said I'm saying it again: time and money, energy and sanity. Deploy those assets, and as a result, have more of them. Hmm. And it's about giving to, like you said, when you give love to your partner, you feel more love afterwards, right? Um, giving to the right things, <laughs> mm. not giving to a, an, a bad cause, you know, something that isn't going to serve you, serve your purpose. Mm. Um, what do you say to someone who is absolutely just kicking ass in life? They're, they're profitable <laughs> in many areas they're doing well. Do they still need to do this work? Yeah, look, we all get stuck. We're human, right? We go on a hero's journey. We're all, we're cycling. You're familiar with the hero's journey and probably many of your, much of your audience is familiar with that hero's journey. We're at home. Life's good. Life's great. It's comfortable. There's certainty. It's a great place, right? But eventually part of us, there's this call to adventure. There's this call to kind of grow, to grow our relationship or to grow our bank or to grow our health. And, and so we, we go, whilst I love home, I'm going I'm to leave home. I'm going to leave and set off on this adventure. We head out on the venture. Uh, and as always happens with the hero's journey, uh, as we, the, the further we leave from home, the more sometimes uncomfortable it gets to a point that we get to the point, to the point that we get to the point, <laughs> the point where gets a little too uncomfortable and we start to slow down. We start to go, ooh, do I really want to, do I really want to take the next step? And we pause for a second. That's what I call getting stuck. We all get stuck. We all get to a point where we question, am I worthy? Have I got, the, have I got what it takes? Can I do this thing? Now, successful people get to that point or versus unsuccessful. Unsuccessful get to that point and they try and do it alone. And often the answer when they ask those questions, am I worthy, can I do it, is, no, I think I'll go home. And they turn around and they go home again. And the journey ends. Uh, and they're the same person. They left home, they headed out, but they never really crossed the threshold. The successful person gets to the edge, balks for a second and goes, hang on, I wanna move forward but I can feel like I'm just, there's something holding me back there. Uh, and they call a mate or they get a coach or they watch a YouTube clip or they buy a book, or they attend a seminar, they get a resource, they get a little bit of magic, uh, they get the wizard, they get the Obi-Wan Kenobi, they get the Gandalf the Grey uh, and they, 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 they get some sort of resource that helps them shift over the threshold take that step and of course as we know uh it's all good once you get in you know once we cross the threshold we go ah i'm glad i took the step right but sometimes we need someone to take our hand for us and, and show us that it's possible believe in us champion us and um and so we do and we step over and 
we go through the journey, we grow, and then we go back home again. We go back to the village. We go back to our house. And we go, wow, I'm bigger, I'm better, I'm stronger, I'm faster. I've grown, and here's what I learnt. And we bring it back to our community. And so not only do we grow, but we help others grow around us. Or we become the champion for the person that one day heads off on the same adventure we were on. We say, hey, man, I've been there, I've done it. Here, let me hold your hand. Let's do this together, you know. And so we're all going on that journey. And someone who seems to have it all, um, who's kicking goals, to kick a goal, you've got to have a goal. And the goal is something you don't have. So they're constantly moving forward, getting a bit stuck, getting some resources and stepping over the line. Yeah, that's 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 bang on. I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's constant, right? Constantly leaving home, getting to that point, finding some inspiration, some uh, some guidance, and then we we keep on moving. Mm. Well, sometimes we get to that point, we go back home, and then we go and get to that point again, and we go back home, and then get to that point again, and we say, "All right, I'm doing something different this time." Yeah, and then we move through. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a, a, a surfboarding an, uh, analogy is coming to mind, <laughs> but we won't go there. Um, to wrap up, Ben, this has been awesome. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add as part of this conversation? Because I think we've covered some amazing things, and I, I hope that there's a bit of a framework there actually uh, for people to to think a bit more openly about what it is they're doing in the world, why they're doing it and, uh, and maybe take some action. Maybe, maybe do something a bit out of the box, go away from our home, go on a bit of an adventure and um, God forbid, maybe even start to do some things that we really love in life. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add? And I think on, on your point just at the end there around action, sometimes we, we don't know what we need to do, Right. And sometimes we don't really know what we need to do until we we take the step and we realise, oh, wrong step, and we go back. So my, my analogy around this is, you know, uh, you go shopping, right? And I, I love Zara. A lot of the time Zara fits me, right? And sometimes I'll go into Zara and I go, oh, that's cool. I like those jeans, right? And I'll get those jeans and I'll get a couple of those tops and I'll get that pair of pants and, and then I'll go into the change room and I'll put, go and put them on and go, Oh, shit, they don't fit. <laughs> wow, they're way too small. And I'll take them back off. They looked good on the shelf, but I didn't really know what they were going to be like until I tried them on, right? And so um, many of us have these ideas, these thoughts around what we might like to do. Um, they're on the shelf still. What I'd ask your listeners at the end right now, go and try one of them on. Go and try it on. You can take it off if it doesn't fit, right? But go and try it on. And that is take some action. It doesn't need to be massive. I'm not saying go out and buy a car. I'm not saying go and put a deposit down on a house. I'm not saying go and marry that girl right now. But what would be the next step? What could you try on? What little thing could you do today, by the way, not tomorrow, in fact, not tonight, like in the next hour? Is it just a message you could you could send someone? Is it a phone call? Is it a quick email you could send? Is it... Is it just, you know, walk around to the health food store and buy the, you know, salad in a bowl rather than buy the bun, right? Is, it, is there something you could just do right now and try on that different thing? That's what I'd like to leave your, your listeners with. Um, take action. Don't worry whether it's perfect or not. Just try it on. 
take the first step, try that on. Oh, that felt quite good. Hmm, I'll send another email. Oh, that felt good too. I'll give them a call. Oh, that feels really good. Start trying stuff on. Love that. Take some action, baby. Let's do it. Um, to finish up, Ben, what's the sweatiest you've ever been? Oh, mate. That's a, that's a question that gives me palpitations. It gives me palpitations thinking about it. So my son, um, for our kids in year 11, or is it year 10? Could be year 11, could be year 10. We, we take them away for a week. So Michelle took the two girls for a week each, uh, and Logan, I got to take Logan for a week, and I took him to Thailand to a fight camp. Uh, he was doing some MMA at the time. And I said, let's go to Thailand and do a fight camp. You know, Thailand is famous for its fight camps. Um, and to make sure it worked out with school, we went in the middle of summer. It was 40 degrees. And we're in this fight camp. And, mate, I have just – I was sweating at, like, 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, training at 7. And they're hardcore over there <laughs> in Thailand. These fight camps are hardcore. And mate, my heart was racing. I've never seen my heart race. I've never sweated so much. Um, I just sweated for two or three hours, went back to the room and just laid down in the cold over lunch. And then it started again at two o'clock. <laughs> I, I was dripping. It would have been 100% humidity as well. It was 100%. It was crazy. And so it was a week of it. And I bet that the uh, the teachers were probably just had a mild like glistening of sweat, yes. probably not even dripping. <laughs> yeah, they weren't even dripping. <laughs> Love that, dude. Hey, um, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me all over the place. I mean, if you put Ben Cavosso in, I will turn up. Life CEO, the book, it's a great place to start. Um, uh, my, my feedback I get from people that know me that have read the book, they go, mate, it's just like, like we're having a conversation. It's like I'm talking to you. And that's how I wrote it. I wanted to be a conversation like you and I have had. Um, and, and it's full of um, knowledge and asking you to take action. So it's more like a, a, a coaching journal, book, experience, than it is just kind of reading a book. And I bring it into tiny little chunks. So, again, you can just try it on. You know, you don't have to fully commit deep down. It's just like, just try it. Try this bit on. Try this bit on. That's a great place to start, lifeceo.com. Uh, if they go to lifeceo.com, it'll take them to my webpage and they can they can get the book. Amazon, all, all the good booksellers have got it. Uh, that's a great place to start. Go and just check out my website, drbencavosso.com. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. Mate, thank you. If you're enjoying the podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. 